welcome to Wonder Chaos. My name is Anna Gammons and I am joined by artist Kate Doherty and physicist and Nobel Prize winner Konstantin Novozolov. This is a podcast where each week we will explore a different topic from different perspectives to hopefully strengthen our understanding and our connection to each other and the world around us. Now, this week's topic is change, and this is a very, very big topic, and I'm immediately thinking about the more scientific side of this, Um, but Kate and Kostya, what comes to mind when I first mention change? It's a huge topic. Or change when you break a routine when something wonderful or or disaster is happening. But I guess for today discussion, what would be interesting to to talk about is how much do we demand for change and how much this change is programmed in our brain. Do we self-inflict it? Do we inflict it on 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 other people, or it's the surrounding which imposes this change on us? Nice, Kate. What about you? Uh, well, uh, as I was saying, I was reading some Aristotle and Aristotle uh, uh, puts forward this theory that uh, change is something, uh, of course, to do with time, um, but that also that circumstance and time uh, change uh, allow us to change and manifest our true selves. And so, so for, 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 for me, perhaps there's an idea of the inevitability of change as well as the sort of, as it were, uh, oars that we can put inside the water of our existence and sort of row ourselves forward, as it were. Um, Ooh, I like the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, well, I guess the first the first place to start is kind of how do we define change? Because there are so many different types of change. So I'm going to give you guys the floor. How how would you define change? Well, I think it's the breaking in the routine. Uh, just when something interesting, exciting changes the the regularity of the day to day life, and um, sometimes I think. It's coming from uh, from uh, our uh, internal needs, and probably even without us uh, us realizing this. Somehow, the normal way of living, however exciting um, at the start, we get we get bored of this, and I guess boredom is probably the opposite of. Uh, of change, so that's it. Might be one psychological uh, driver for the for the change. Kate, what do you think? Are we bored, or is or are we actually programmed for for the change? I think that we um, we are. I think we're programmed for change, and um, and that we um, uh, as well as. So animals and uh, and the world around us is always evolving. We evolve, I think, as the human race. We evolve maybe less fast than uh, than than other um, creatures and plants and so on. Um, and uh, we're always trying to stay ahead. That's something that I wanted to say. So uh, so we're always trying to stay ahead of the times and change in order to adapt to the circumstances, and we change individual circumstances in order to suit us better so that's something that's quite good about human beings i think is that we can um we can uh, adapt quite quickly to the rate of change that's going on around us um so for example social media changes the way people see things uh this current pandemic 
has changed the way a lot of people, I don't know if you've found, but now that people are kind of coming out of lockdown, they're telling you about how they've changed the way they see things completely since the, since before the, the lockdown. Um, technology, um, the discovery of fire. <laughs> These things are all, uh, um, you know, enormous changes um, that we sort of forget and integrate into our way of seeing things. I think that idea of the rate of change is really interesting as well. There, there are different rates of change. Do we just notice when it happens fast? Are we always noticing? Are we always changing? Well, we change every day, don't we? We wake up in a good mood. Uh, the weather's nice. The weather's bad. Uh, we change our clothes, like we were saying. Uh, the, 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 the seasons change. Uh, we change, uh, we can meet people who change the way we see everything or read. That's something that we're always looking for new ideas. And, um, you can, you can read a book that changes the way that you see every single thing uh, around you. Um, and I suppose that's the sort of the essence of uh, the core of some people's beings is their sort of spirituality that that essentially comes from the, the written word, for example. Um, Kostya, mm. with science, it's... Uh... Yeah, that, I, I wanted to, to talk about this, that about the rate of change, because clearly we think that over the last century the rate of change for society or for science was enormous and we constantly we, we think that it's it's definitely uh, very different from the from the past like personally i feel so many things dropping on me scientifically uh, socially that this this the general rate of the of our life and the rate of change increased, but um, I'm not sure if if that's true in terms of the human perception. That I'm, I'm sure that people who lived 100 years ago, 200 years ago, they were uh, trying to drive themselves at the maximum change as well. So just something, and and uh, they they probably felt exactly the same that they're at the brink of. I don't know, uh, nervous breakdown because of the, of the, of, of, of all the changes, uh, around them. So, so the, uh, of course, the rate of change, uh, increasing, but our perception, we always keep, we, like, we always keeping this rate of change at the maximum possible for our mind to be able to, to cope. I quite like no change. Just uh, you know, my family is always laughing at me that I don't like, uh, I don't like, uh, I don't like new things. I don't want to go on holiday, for example. <laughs> I'm like, why do, <laughs> why do you need to change location when there's so many interesting things just like on my desk? Do you know what I mean? I feel like I don't have time to appreciate sufficiently what there already is. So why would I change and go somewhere new? <laughs> when I haven't like got used to my studio yet do you know it's like uh oh look at that there's this amazing like there's a my plant you know has got a new leaf you're kind of generating <laughs> your own change then Kate I suppose 
Maybe. Well, maybe it's just that I never got used to all the the, the, the stuff that there is already. So I'm like, I think everything's changing all the time. You know, it's just uh, dazzling the, the world. You know, it's it, it's um it's. I think it sometimes feels to me quite unnecessary to kind of. Uh, it's like why I never took any drugs. Do you know, it's like life is what? so weird. Anyway, what? You it first time. <laughs> it's a disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> no because it's like why would i need to you know it's like literally like i get on my okay. bike and can like, we go back to change head. maybe now or just do we, do we only to talk about drugs or, or just, man, we don't we don't disclose everything anyway come on it's the best part <laughs> <laughs> the, the title of this podcast should be Kate on Drugs. So that's uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, Kate, but, but look, uh, like uh, I do have this feeling that uh, at, at least I do. I, I also don't like change. I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm so comfortable in my little corner that I, I don't like change. But when I close the door. I really feel that the change there is independent of us. It's just piling up, and you then you open yeah, exactly. the door, and it just it just it just uh, just uh, falls on you. You all you do, you cannot avoid it. You basically accumulate this, and in this sense, this this Corona crisis, it's exactly the same. So we slowed down. We were in lockdown. No no change uh, at all. At, at home and then you go out and then everything changed suddenly so you you just you uh, accumulated it outside yeah yeah i think there's an interesting distinction between change happening to us and us generating our own change which is something that we are definitely going to talk about but i think we're kind of sliding into our next topic which is how do humans experience personal change because we, you know, we've touched upon a few of these, but there's so many ways our, our bodies changed, we change, our clothes change, so our history changes. So I'd love to talk about that and get your perspectives on that. Well, I think the probably the most interesting and the most important is the, is our internal drive for change. I'm sure that you can uh, you can um, relate it to uh, to evolution somehow that only societies which do uh, change they 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 would be stable if you if you stagnate at a certain moment you would be losing against uh, other societies but what i but it's uh, i think it's it's almost physiological feeling that uh, imagine you get into into a new flat into a new house and you you really love it and and you feel very happy but then after a year or two, you start, start feeling that you need some change. The house is still the same. Your kids still bring good marks from, from, from school. Everything is, everything is great, but you feel something that something needs to, to, to be changed. So where this, where this drive is coming from, like it, uh, it's, it's almost like you need to keep things unchanged to, to be happy, but to feel happy. Uh, it's uh, you. You you need some change. And what is the why this this difference of feeling happy is uh, is associated with the change? It's, it's, is it physiological? Is it some endorphins coming 
Kate, as a as an expert on drugs, you should know what. what, what. <laughs> but I think maybe it's something to do with control. Speaking of drugs, mm. yeah, exactly. Um, so I think um, quite often people like to have uh, um, they feel an impression of exhilaration when they're in control, when they're in charge, and I suppose that you get that by precipitating change upon yourself, right? If you look at, uh, for example. Um, uh, I really like uh, going very fast in uh, cars. Yeah, um, surgeons on. talk about that. For example, when I was um, when I was talking with um, uh, uh, some of the surgeons doing the heart surgery for my um, for my exhibition, there it was very interesting. They were saying um, it's very restful to be in control of something um and um and and often when you're in control is it's when you're i suppose sort of manifesting change either on yourself or on something else you're you're in you're sort of um uh yeah you're you're in charge of your own destiny maybe that's something that we want to have occasionally the impression that we are the actors of our own change as it were um and another thing that i wanted to say <laughs> was something really annoying that a friend of mine said to me uh, many many years ago and that i never forgot because i was really tired for some reason and um well, I mean, for a very good reason. I literally was very tired. And, uh, and he, he rather sanctimoniously said to me, well, Kate, a change is as good as a rest. Do you know? And, um, and it's something that I think about quite often because it's true, actually. Uh, if you, uh, if you sort of flop down on the sofa and go like, oh, God, you know that? Whereas actually, if you just, uh, if you just change and go out and, you know, you have a shower and go somewhere else. Often, you find you've got a new, a new wave of of energy. I think and, it is. Uh, I think it is an important conclusion that uh, we we need to to distinguish between self inflicting change and when change is coming on us, so that uh, the the perception is very different. And also, for example, with um, we were talking about this last time, something to do. Uh, so change has got a lot to do with freedom, as you say, Kostya, you know, with the change that comes towards us and the change that uh, that we generate. And I think also when you have children, everything changes um, in the way that you see things. And I think that as 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 a as a parent, um, you become uh, uh, very aware of the passing of time and um, and of how much change is going on on this like, individual who you've given birth to, who like looks different every morning, comes back with all these new ideas, and you um, also want to change um, the world for the benefit of that child um and so i think the fact that um the fact that human beings have children is something that um that that creates a lot of change because it creates a desire for change and it creates an awareness of the change that is um happening to us all um through time and circumstance and even education you know it's very interesting talking with your children as they grow up and come back and they they've completely changed they've got new ideas um and uh and they want to have completely different conversations with you um and so so you change i i i think it's something that is um a core part of a conversation about change is this idea of um um perpetuity i suppose and eternity if you're if you're confident that there is such a thing as eternity it makes you feel quite peaceful about change right 
Kostya, I, I want to hear your thoughts on, on being a parent too. Um, Kate is a mother, Kostya is a father. Um, I don't have my own children yet, but I think this perspective is really interesting, how the world changes when you have brought somebody else into it. I think that's really interesting. I think uh, the world changes entirely. And interestingly, it's probably the fastest uh, the world you you experience the the world change. It's literally overnight, and then it just throws throws anything away. And uh, I think we need to consider this change in this framework, which Kate just mentioned. Whether you whether it is you are inflicting this change, or or it is it is inflicted on you, and then suddenly you feel that. Uh, not everything is under your control that that uh, changes uh, is such that this little little child can do something on its own and then you are you're not in in full control and you're trying to expand and you and and you see it constantly evolving you see it's constantly changing and this uh, and and i think this discrepancy that you are responsible for something which is Changing beyond our our control, that 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 makes you at least makes me scared and not sleeping at night. You completely change the way you are. You you just you suddenly realize the responsibility, which uh, that you cannot do. Just you limit yourself, and you you are trying to minimize the change on your on yourself because it's enough what is happening with your child so you're trying to to screen the child from any external changes again is the good and bad so you you want the child to to change internally but you want to screen this the uh, him or her from any external change including changes in your in yourself I was thinking also about um, some, there's something to do with uh, change and um, and truth, um, and so if we kind of get back to our Aristotle thing, where he is um, putting forward this idea that uh, change reveals to each human individual who they really are. Um, there's something very interesting about uh, something that you mentioned to me once, uh, Kostya, about. Um, uh, scientific fact is true every day. So whatever the circumstances, if you apply X pressure to Y object, I mean, I don't even have the correct terms to talk about this. Um, it, the, <laughs> the same uh, uh, reaction will happen in 100 AD, uh, uh, tomorrow, yesterday. And so there are some things that are true and are not subject to change. And that these are things that we can build our life on. Um, so whether it be um, scientific fact that is we can have a different perspective on this same fact and we can apply that fact to a new circumstance, but that will always be true, that uh, whatever it is, algebraic formula will always be true, even if you get some more kind of color on it. And, um, and maybe that this, uh, the quest of a, of a, of a, um, of a scientist is to, uh, sort of look around at the sort of outer rims of 
what is known and true uh, and apply change uh, change the perception of of these truths and and look for new truths that have always been there um, but that we didn't necessarily know about so so it kind of joins up with Aristotle's idea that um, that perhaps they're, they're, they're underlying all of our individual circumstances of time and uh, personality and uh, you know whatever it is tools that we have at our disposal um, we will get towards something that is eternal and is a uh, and is a is an absolute truth, um, and that um, perhaps that's what we're here for, um, and we'll get there through change, yeah, through through the manifestation of of change. But that that thing at the core of it all is always there, and will never change. Well, the, I think um, I think, but well, that's of course the there are few uh, few things I, I wanted to, to say about this first. Um, I think the the way we we operate as scientists is indeed that there is some true true formula true law, but we never know this. We because uh, you cannot operate science if you think that it's constantly changing and it's constantly evolving. You are you think that it it exists and it's somewhere there, but we would probably never know this. We it we we can only approach it so uh, so closely and we keep pushing the frontiers. So what what is changing is the distance to that um, to that uh, to that uh, ultimate formula. Unfortunately, it might be same as as um, getting close to the horizon line. So you just you 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 are trying to approach, and indeed you discover new uh, new frontiers. But uh, but um, whether you will approach it eventually or not, uh, it's not clear. So and in this sense, the process of changing of evolving the law, which is we know that. The law itself doesn't evolve, but our understanding and and and, and our perception changes. But uh, it's really interesting uh, that you mentioned that uh, you believe, and, and uh, I hope it's indeed the fact that those those laws they they were there at uh, at Aristotle time. They're uh, at the same the same now, and we and and we believe and we. As scientists, we think that that's indeed the case. That's uh, that's called that uh, the uniformity of time, the invariance under time translation. So that the experiment done by Aristotle is uh, is the same as the experiment done by now. But then, if you believe this, the consequence of this, and it's a mathematical theorem by Emma Noether. Uh, is that the energy conser- is conserved? So the impossibility of the perpetuum mobile is is exactly because of this invariance in time. That time is uniform, and if it would be not not like this, we could get energy for free from from. Uh, we could make a motor, an engine, which would give us energy for free. But now change, as we discuss as we discussed. 
breaks this uniformity of time. So it just makes certain time, certain moments of time more important than the others. And I wonder, is that also associated with the fact that we are gaining energy from somewhere, from uh, for just mental energy, probably. So the uniform time associated with the energy conservation, non-uniform time is, pro- is the, is the uh, associated with the uh, with that energy can be created, and we are creating some energy for ourselves by inflicting this change. The, this change. That's so interesting. Right. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, I, I love that. Um, I just, I just wanted to jump in and, and say, Kostya, obviously, as a scientist, as a world-renowned scientist, your work is almost you're, you're kind of known for sort of quote-unquote, changing the world with what you have discovered. Um, but I'm getting the idea from you that perhaps you you see that as not change. In fact, you're just changing perceptions of the world through this through your science. Is that is that how you see um, things? Well, yes. Yeah, so so I, 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 I would say that uh, I hope that nature exists and it is, it is real and we're only using different tools from a hammer to a microscope to 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 study this. So in that sense, I just try to exclude myself, and I don't believe that I change the nature uh, itself. Of course, um, these days it's not entirely true. We are changing the the world. We are living very very actively and the uh, global warming and uh, and so on but fundamentally i really hope that uh that i'm i'm i i i behave as an observer and try not to not to change much so not because the nature probably like to in, to inflict change but it doesn't like to to be changed by itself same same as us so I just, just, I just try to, to, to stay away and observe from a distance as much as possible. But we're always changing. I mean, the planet used to be a ball of fire that, you know, came out from between the sun and somewhere else. Um, uh, our, our personalities, our bodies, we grow old. Um, we, we used to be monkeys. Before that, we were fish. Um, if you, if you look at, um uh for example at the sun the large uh, the 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 particle collider you can you can see the the roots of infinite change and possibility there's something that's really interesting about the idea the sort of connection of change chaos kind of coming back to our kind of core subject and and possibility um and potential and i think it's something that um uh it really does you know define us is how do we cope with change you look at um uh the 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 news uh at the moment um you can see that people are trying to uh promote change that is long 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 needed but you have to go through kind of a, a sort of chaos in order to uh, harness the possibility for change and um, and to, to to be able to embrace that. You have to be quite um, uh, strong. Yeah, you have to be quite resilient. I think change requires sort of personal resilience. 
actually. And the people who are perhaps uh, best adapted to um, uh, life on this planet might be the people who who are at the forefront of of, of change and and strong enough to cope with it because it's quite it makes you quite tense sometimes um, coping with the unknown. No, um, and that's an integral part of change is 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 managing your your perception of 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 yourself with regards to the larger universe and the oncoming of the unknown. No, uh, Kate, uh, it was interesting when when you said that uh, change happened all the time, and and now we are observing the, the change as well. But only now we have a possibility. We have a choice to create this change or 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 yeah. or not, and it's um, and that's another that's another uh, uh, category of of change. So whether it is it is done by by our will or it is it is just completely natural, and uh, it's it's uh, um, and humanity made. Many changes in its uh, in its history, and sometimes they prefer or we prefer as humanity not to change at all, or as what is happening now to 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 produce change. And this choice, um, unfortunately or fortunately, it's uh, it's not always it's not always rational. Actually, I have um, uh, I have a thought about this. Maybe I, I tell you again a bit of the background on not on physics on mathematics this time. So there is this uh, um, uh, there is a property in mathematics called transitivity. It's like if a larger than b and b larger than c, then a larger than than c. Like if Kate, you have a card which trumps Anna's card. If, if Anna's card trumps my card. It, it means that for sure that Kate, your card would be Trump mine as well, right? It's larger than both of them. The, the uh, transitivity properties are, are, are quite natural for us. In fact, there are intransitivity pro properties as well, non-transitivity. It might happen that Kate, your card beats Anne, Anne cards beat mines, but my card beat, beat yours. And they actually exist in reality. So I can just, it's, uh, you can do it with dice, for, for example, by throwing dice. It's called, uh, uh, Efron dice. But what, what happens in the world when, when we, when we make change, it looks like every time we, we, uh, do a good choice and we do the right choice so the change is for a good so you uh, like every time we do the the correct choice but the final state changes to to the worst and this is and this is quite and the, and this happens in, in society quite a lot like i don't know for brexit people uh, so the um Conservative Party wanted to to fulfill their obligations. They called for a referendum. People, so that's like a good thing. That that's what they should do because they, they promised. People voted of spite because they they wanted to show the establishment that probably not everything is right. But at the end of the day, we ended up in a in a seven what four years chaos now, right? 
So every every step, every change is for good, but the final result might be might might be for bad. Are you almost talking about an overcorrection posture? You know, like the pendulum swings and it overcorrects, and then we have to find a medium again. I'm, that- I'm really I'm really worried that it's even it's even worse than that. That the that generally um, in this uh, in this situations uh, when. Uh, you are not trying to foresee. Okay, you, you might say overcorrection. Yes, that's uh, that you you're just working at the full swing rather than the final to achieve the, the final goal. You 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 really need to think much much more strategically and in, implement changes very very slowly. Like look at at uh, Switzerland, right? So they they implement changes. So it takes like twenty years to do any change. So the 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 country is so slow in that respect but at the same but at the end the the final result you get both a change and a change for good it seems to be that we need change it's integral to who we are it's integral to the world around us but we need only a certain level of change to be able to cope and adapt with that change yes so and it's uh, it's the speed with which this change happens is also very very important. It shouldn't it shouldn't uh, it shouldn't exceed the speed with which we can imagine the future. I was thinking about religion and um, and the the way that our uh, laws, our sort of um, societal laws, um, affect the way that we. Uh, see ourselves and that if we go from one country to another where they have different norms and different laws um, it's the same I suppose I mean it's not the same but if we go to China the, the our circumstances change so we're the same individuals but the laws and the societal norms are different and that's something that's very interesting about history as well when you read about I don't know, uh, uh, the invention of Christianity or um, uh, religious wars and so on. They seem so, this all seems so far away. Um, but these are, um, these are sort of huge overarching um, uh, uh, chapters of the human existence and have changed the way that people see themselves and regulate their everyday lives and um and i think that's something that's um that that's interesting about what's happening now is that there's there seems to be a sort of division there's a lot of people who are s- sort of moving backwards if you look at uh, uh sharia law and all of these things they're moving backwards to a a, a a previous time as it were in order to be able to resist change um and then on another uh on another level and in another part of the world people are just rejecting all of the past in order to embrace a a, a new future perhaps with not enough structure to to your point it's perhaps an overcorrection because if you look at even in the even in the terms of art for example if there's if there are no rules and uh, no boundaries, sometimes you can see that um, uh, it's too difficult to create without any framework. Um, and so, for example, there was an exhibition 
just recently here in London, uh, that made a big impression on me where they were showing the work of Michelangelo next to the work of a video artist called Bill Viola. I don't know if you, um, if either of you saw it. And, um, so Michelangelo was talking about completely transgressive subjects. He was talking about his, his doubts about his faith. He was talking about homosexuality, which was illegal. Um, and, uh, and he was, he was, he was really breaking boundaries, um, intellectually and, uh, and of course, you know, uh, practically through the materiality of his, his work, just with little squares of, paper and some crayon and then um uh bill viola not that i want to uh, be knocking bill viola who's a great artist but he had now at his disposal no rules he could do whatever he wants he had huge teams of people helping him but somehow he seemed uh the the result was quite thin um and uh and it seemed to be quite an interesting reflection on our times that that now uh well now then because this was a year ago and i think that the whole of our society has changed since a year ago um but uh but in that particular time um uh the fact that we've gone through so much change and uh dismantled so many of uh society's constructs as it were uh left him with nothing to say as it were <laughs> Perhaps change gives our life meaning is, um, uh, and gives us a sense of purpose because we always want to create a better world, I think. I think we're, we're trying to say, well, I think what we're saying very well is that um, society needs to keep up with the change in order for it to be effective and productive change. You can't just change rules and expect society to fall into place. People's attitudes need to change and that takes time. That takes generational change. Um, as well but of course change is so subjective too there, there there are people that think things have changed and people that think things haven't changed and of course that all comes down to how we feel ourselves and and what change we require as well our own personal change and, and what we require of society in that way but I'm interested Kate as, as an artist do you find a responsibility to um to reflect changes or um because I know that a lot of your work, your work is is political a lot of the time. Um, can you talk about your experience as an artist with change? Because we've, we've talked about Kostya's scientific background. My life has been uh, very much changed by uh, a lot of the people I've met who've explained ideas to me or manifested um, uh, uh, ideas to me through their being. Um, and I feel like my work as an artist is, uh, as it were, to be a conduit between things that I've seen and um, been told and learned and, um, and I suppose, a, a different public as it were. Um, and so, uh, so I feel that art is a very useful uh, tool for change, um, which is why um, Kostya and I were really happy to do our, well, we are still doing, this is part of it, um, our, our, our project about how everything is connected, really sort of underlining something that we both see as a truth, which is that everything is literally connected, whether it be because this little bit of carbon in my wrist um will in 150 years perhaps be a piece of dust at the farthest flung edge of the universe or the fact that um uh somewhere 
in Pakistan today, um, such and such a thing is happening. It's happening to to all of us, and um, and therefore that um, that it's worthwhile considering our personal behaviour um, as something neither more nor less important than it should be, and um, and that we should be kind of committed to living our everyday life. Um, uh, fully and to the best of our ability, uh, and I think that's something that um, that's very important, and that I'm trying to say with my work. I suppose it's saying like we, we are all agents for change, and that um, it's worth kind of getting to know yourself and being the best example of yourself that you can be in order to create a better world. So I suppose my work is inherently um, promoting an idea and welcoming an idea of, of, uh, of individual and societal change. What about you, Kostya? Well, yeah, first of all, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you think that uh, if you really focus on the today's change, then the work of art can be very short-lived, that you really need to tackle uh, more, uh, more fundamental Problems. Yeah, eternal. Eternal problem subject. So, so something which is so maybe we uh, as an artist you need to tackle those 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 problems which are changing and and and, and coming back those spiral problem problems you change in t- uh, constantly and without without any end. So that's um, I, I always yeah. Had... I think the idea of change is, is is kind of to bring us back to our own core values as human beings because I think we get buffeted and um, pushed around so much by um, by our individual circumstances every day that I'd say part of um, my work is to remind you at the end of every day and at the heart of every day of the 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 core things that connect us all like. Um, uh, love for our family, uh, science, faith, um, nature, um, our relationship with other people, and um, and so that we don't get caught up in uh, the sort of chaff of the everyday, but come back to to the essential truth of things, um, and then we're better equipped to be strong enough for um, for change, <laughs> which is going to come our way whether we like it or not. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I look at my at my paintings, and then I can I see them changing, and I know that they they were influenced by my conversation with you, with other people, by by some feelings. But but these days I probably won't even be able to remember what actually what was the the cause for change. So the style of my painting changes slightly. So the the topics. Do you do you usually remember what which which uh, events cause those those changes in your yeah your... Uh, yeah I do actually I feel very kind of personally connected to uh, a lot of my work some of my work I don't remember even doing it but the but the the pieces that um, that I really like um, they mean so much to me that sometimes uh, I don't want to give them away or I've got a picture by my desk that I did about. I don't know, about 10 years ago. And I like it so much. It's literally my friend. I sort of see it in the morning. I'm like, oh, there you are. And um, uh, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I was doing the day that I I, I made it over a, a couple of days. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's something that, that, that really means uh, a lot to me. A lot of my work's quite sort of 
academic though you go through a sort of the 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 show the egyptian show for example um i spent about a year and a half researching ancient egypt i had this uh, wonderful girl who was my uh, phd student who was helping me to um learn very basic hieroglyphs um sort of the patterns of egyptian history um the philosophy and so on. and um and so out of that i i i ended up seeing a similar sort of society and world that the that we have now because um because because truly i believe that everything is connected so you know for example tutankhamun um you know he 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 wasn't this person who we've portrayed in in history he was a sort of powerless young boy he um he was uh, sickly um he was buried not at all with the sort of pomp and circumstance that we um seem to associate with him but quite sort of rapidly and with a whole load of stuff that um that they just wanted to get rid of and and hide and so <coughs> this changed my perception of this period of history and just made us made me see that that we're all the same you know whatever our circumstances you read the correspondence of somebody four and a half thousand years ago in ancient egypt they they're still writing to their friend and saying i miss you uh come back soon don't forget to bring the uh, herbs that i asked for <laughs> um there's still people expressing ideas courteously or uh rudely um gently or um or 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 with um, unnecessary force and um and that we're all the same you know and uh, and i found that really reassuring it's the first time i've um felt that way about history um this relationship with uh, time uh kind of fell away during this egyptian project and made me feel very kind of um uh, calm about the passing of time actually can can you for staying on this topic of uh, of uh, artistic experience um what i feel that um the inspiration is very important for for artists for scientists as well and and but for artists especially i think and what i learned at least in my short short practice that you shouldn't even try to to take a brush if you don't feel this this inspiration but where where is it coming from is it always a change for you that um, that that inspires you or it just change happens and then something uh something later uh rewired gets rewired in the brain at least um i know that uh, this inspiration should be coming from somewhere it means that there was some changes in the circumstances in the environment which which caused it but then you can never you can never trace it uh exactly so is there is for you inspiration and change uh synonyms there they're similar but or or or, or they actually uh or it's not entirely similar similar events um i think inspiration something um that um uh I find inspiration all around me all the time. Uh so um 
that's not um, something that I associate really with even making something. Sometimes it's very difficult even to go on holiday because I get so much inspiration on holiday and there's nothing I can do about it because uh, <laughs> I don't have my studio. <laughs> no, yeah. I kind of, you always take a pen and paper with you. Yeah, I know, I know. But, you know, you actually want to make things, you know, like I just yeah. love making things. And I think uh, same with you, Anna, no? You just like, oh, I, get I feel... Yeah. You yeah, sure yeah, you exactly. were you were honest to us when 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 talking about drugs? Positive. We've <laughs> <laughs> come full circle now. Um, like, let me jump in because we're we're running out of time slightly. But there are two things I wanted to get to before because I'm really interested to hear your perspectives. We've obviously changed so much um, over the last, you know, thousand, even hundred years. You know, we, we've gone from kind of communication, social media, technology, uh, the way we interact, smartphones, emails, um, so different from the way we did things a hundred years ago, even. Um, do you think that we've changed our kind of, are we changing our genetics? Are we changing the, the wiring of our brains and our kind of human nature almost? And if so, is that a good or a bad thing, or if you don't think we've changed, same question. Uh, I think that's. I think it's coming back to what we discussed in the beginning that the uh, that of course we are the the change is coming at at us more and more rapidly. But I think the perception, our perception of this speed, is the same as for the people hundred years ago that they they felt exactly the same. But it but. The, the rate of change increased unbelievably dramatically. We consume so much information every minute these days that uh, people before probably didn't consume within a, within a year. So uh, I think something changes in our uh, in our brains, at least brains. That uh, how we manage to cope with with the ever increasing uh, speed of change. But of course. It's uh, it's it's it was the same hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. So people were were evolving all the time to to cope with the amount of change being being thrown on them, and that's another that's another thing that we probably uh, not only uh, learning how to consume that that change we're also learning how to shield ourselves from this from this change and that's uh, that's actually very physiological uh effect so people know that you, how you can look without without seeing and 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 uh listen without hearing mm. and i was going to say yeah much the same thing. It's something to do with education and self-knowledge. So all of this uh, advance in technology and uh, all of these different things, of course, it changes our everyday life. But if we um, if we are able to um, uh, move towards a society where where people are better educated and are able to get to know themselves, then we will be able to um, to cope with this change and uh, and move through it in a constructive way. I think the thing that I feel concerned about at the moment, for example, in the UK is a, a real problem with um, uh, the education system, which has come out 
very obviously uh, during this pandemic where there's online schooling. And um, and I was reading in the paper yesterday that um, uh, only about 30% of pupils at state schools have uh, bothered to pursue the online learning uh, that's been offered by the by the state and um, and however much um, fantastic technology and uh, exciting I don't know what uh, you know movements forward with uh, healthcare and so on if if we aren't educated if we don't know ourselves then um, then it's kind of a bit of an own goal really without without understanding um, change is just it's it's pretty hollow um and uh and and so it's worth having an education um and some self-knowledge in order to be able to embrace change as it were I mean, we've mentioned a lot about how I can, I think it's fairly obvious that we initiate our own change as well. You know, we've had agricultural revolutions, scientific revolutions, industrial revolutions. We protest to change things. We always are trying to kind of improve internally as well. You know, um, kind of self-progression is a real thing. But I think as a final thing I'd really like to hear your thoughts on I, I sometimes as from a personal perspective worry that we're changing so far away from what we need from what our biology requires of us and that is connection and that is kind of um to, to touch each other to be tactile um to live in small communities where we um are the best at something and, and we get self-esteem from that do you think that the change that we've initiated and the trajectory that we're on is a positive one um you know I don't really worry about this, and uh, it's probably coming from from an ignorance. But nobody really know how we are programmed and what we are what what we are programmed for. But I really believe um, in in learning, Kate, as you uh, as you mentioned, and we can learn from the history. And as we as we uh, discussed, the rate of changing has been in, ever increasing. Thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. So, in that respect, I think if the humanity survived with this increasing rate of change over the so many millennia so far, I think we are. I, I doubt that we have only thirty years to live as as human beings. I'm sure that it will be much, much more. So, our our brains won't won't boil and won't melt down for 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 quite a bit of time so i really i don't know how i don't know the the answer but i really believe that uh, as as humans we are we have the some internal mechanisms how to deal with this i have i do believe it's my belief it's it is not based on any scientific rationale unfortunately i'd love to to we know it you're a scientist uh, yeah okay. <laughs> well you know, scientists usually we start doing experiments. We already know in the answer, and then if the answer is wrong, it's even better. So that's how <laughs> that's how it, it means that that you get you got into something new. So I'm just giving you a guess, so a model. Kate, what about you? Yeah, and I, same sort of thing. Change um, and growth. Uh, 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 something that I like to associate with one another, with one another, and um, and as as we were saying about about children and about the human race, I feel like we're always growing. I feel an enormous sense of hope when I think about change, and um, and I feel 
a real sense of um of of joy at the changes that um that are before us i think at the moment it's going to be very very hard for a lot of us to 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 cope with a lot of the change that's coming our way but but i do believe that um that change is growth and that we can um uh, that we're always moving forward it's an inevitability um and so uh so change for me is kind of a bit difficult to deal with sometimes but but it is a it is a positive thing and that um and it's perhaps really the purpose of our existence on this earth is to create change and to cope with change it's like part of part of the essence of our of our being and uh so it's a good thing to think about very good subject anna well, I think that very nicely sums us up for our topic. But the connection doesn't finish there because we would like to hear from you guys listening. You can write to us personally at wonderchaospodcast at gmail.com. And we want to hear, what do we want to hear? Your suggestions, we want to hear your questions, we want to hear your feedback for us as well. Please get involved. That's why we're doing this. We want to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to Wonder Chaos. And we will see you again very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>